Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. Well, we had to take whales and then gigantic birds yeah. to a desert. A lot of travel to ruins of something. Mm-hmm. I just imagine lots of broken pieces of rock and whatnot. It was like a city. An old dwarven city. We tried to disguise ourselves as a giant block of stone just mm-hmm. laying off to the side. Aspen and I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you blooped us. We sneaked around. We snuck around. The, the fight got going. And then we teleported... Uh, I realized that I had to use that MacGuffin closer to the dragon, so we had teleported. We said, "You got this, Calic," and then just teleported away. Yeah, you left uh, Calic to... behind. He punched through a bunch of gargoyles. We were trying very hard to get the strangely uh, rapid-fire trebuchets offline, so I was trying to get Malvis to go and cut the strings on them. Asha got up close and personal. We were shooting thunderbolts from the the giants. Mm-hmm. But not bothering, the not bothering to thunderbolt the dragon. Yeah. The blue dragon. And that'd be a bad times. Heroes not included. Season two. Oh, wait, I couldn't attack. I was prone. Oh, you had to get up? Yeah. Well, look at that. You got up and you ended up attacking. That's so amazing. Maybe I got on one knee and then I thrust up as I was... That's why you missed one time. Yeah. That explains it. Okay. So Emmerich dives beneath the sand, back down the hole. We won! Yeah! Vanquished! (laughs) (laughs) And the gargoyles begin swarming. All right, the next group of gargoyles who is manning the trebuchet is going to fire the trebuchet at Hecaton and company. So that would be Vasha and Hecaton, right? Uh, Vasha and Hecaton and Nemor. Nemur, got it. And the first one misses Hecaton, and the second one fires at Vasha, then hits Vasha. And does 48 points of damage. Ouch. Vasha's not feeling so hot. Nimer's uh, going to attack a gargoyle. And hits. And slays the gargoyle that he attacks. So that's one less gargoyle in that bunch. Now a gargoyle's going to try and attack a giant. And they... Fail miserably at the task. Oh, nope, one does get a hit through. Gets a hit in on Relecto. Four, a whopping three points of damage. Your dude just got a paper cut. Oh. So that was that gargoyle group. Relecto, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm just surrounded by other storm giants as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all a big melee mess. All I cast. Storm- Lightning strike. 
at my own feet. Okay. <laughs> I just go. <laughs> Alright. Lightning definitely does work against gargoyles. I need a DC 17 dexterity saving throw from that group. Okay. And there's two groups here, one that has two and one that has four. Alrighty. I'll let you interpret sw- the swarm. The swarm, yeah. Ah, uh, you are able to hit two gargoyles. Mm-hmm. So roll that damage up. See if you can incinerate a couple more. 62. And the ones that that succeeded mm-hmm. take half. Yep. Nice. They do. All right, that's uh, two more gargoyles disintegrated. Okay, Shaldor. Uh, I'm going to swing at the two in front of me. Okay. I'm going to zot them. Yes. Love it. So uh, a giant DC 17. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're storm giants. Yeah. These are the baddest giants of the bad. Uh, 36. 36. All right. Well, those gargoyles had taken half damage before, and they are now toast. Eobard, you see Emerith dive beneath the sand, leaving only the gargoyles, and the giants uh, seem to be cleaning the clocks of the gargoyles. Yeah, I look over at Aspen. <laughs> this is good. And I look at one of the gar- gargoyles in the middle of the giants. Cute. All right. Light them up. I fire three bolts at them. Ow. <laughs> Shrug. Zot. <laughs> zot, zot. Um, a 20, a 13... And a 20. The 20s hit. 13 misses. <clears throat> uh, 23 points of damage. Total? Yep. All right. How do you destroy this gargoyle? Oh, yeah. He just, uh, he just, uh, it's force damage. So it just forces him right <laughs> into that giant. It just kind of <laughs> blows him apart. Yeah. Nice. Gross. Aspen. Uh, I kind of look over at Aobard and go, hmm. <laughs> and I also look at one of the gargoyles in the middle, and I go, pew, and I hit it with Firebolt. All right. I whisper, Because he's, he's within 240 feet, right? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so make it range. Yes, yeah, so even, though, even though Eobard ran away, you, you actually were a lot closer to Emerith while Emerith was on the surface than you were originally. Mm-hmm. It's repositioning. Oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> repositioning. <laughs> My bad. Ooh. Pretty sure. Uh, 27. Definitely a hit. Okay. And then it does 20 points of damage. Nice. Gargoyle is lit up on fire and is not pleased with itself. Hecaton. Hecaton is going. Shakes his fist at the whirlpool of sand. That lightning Get back here, you cowardly worm. Uh, he's not going to. He's going to do a couple different things. First, he's going to. Um, Use a thunderbolt. Yeah, first he's going to use a thunderbolt against a trebuchet. And lightning. Ooh! Is it frightening? Is it frightening? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Use a thunderbolt against the trebuchet. 
You hear Malthus go, (laughs) (laughs) as he barely dodges out of the way. And then you notice something quite amazing, and that is not only can he create javelins out of wind, he can create swords out of lightning. Mm, Lightning sword, just just to add a little more (laughs) bite to the lightning bolt. Also, it's a chainsaw. (laughs) It's a chainsaw. (laughs) And he swings at the remaining gargoyle near his bodyguards. He can hurl a flaming shark. (laughs) (laughs) He created Sharknado. And does 50 points of damage to the gargoyle. Probably still alive. Probably. probably. Oh, wow. I'm shocked. Still alive. I don't know. (laughs) That's amazing. Kallik. Yes. Uh, I am going to attempt to punch... Okay. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> what did you get? You rolled a one? Yeah. I All thought right. you had this! <laughs> <laughs> All right, here comes the fumble table. Roll it up. Percentage die. 19. Ooh, good. Oh, nice. Okay, uh, you just um, hit a piece of stone next to you. Mm. Instead. Yeah, this is that thing. It's like, you go to hit him, you miss, just... (laughs) Do anything else? Uh, Did we decide that activating my ring is an action? It's a bonus action. As I recall... Can we roll to see if you disappear, then? Uh, Yes, so I activate my ring. I disappear into the ethereal plane. (laughs) Poof! You just decide where you come up again. At the beginning of your turn? Yes. All right, Trebuchet's turn. That's going to be you! <laughs> <laughs> All right, and it's going to fire, and it looks like standing in front of Numir and Hecaton are Orlecto and Shaldor, so those are going to be the targets. Yeah, everyone but Vasha is up there. So first is the Trebuchet. First Trebuchet is going to try and hit Shaldor and succeeds and does 52 points of damage. Yep. And then the other one is going to try and hit Orlecto. And succeeds. 57 points of damage to Orlecto. Okay, the gargoyles surrounding you, Kallik, uh, begin looking around to see if they can find you. <laughs> Where the holy fuck did you go? Vasha. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Before we get to Vasha, uh, Malthus. Is he going to keep gnawing on a rope? Yeah. Okay, give me a die roll. For damage, obviously. Five points of damage. Nice. Okay, Vasha, what are you doing? Yeah, Vasha's been a charger, so Vasha's gonna... Can Vasha make it all the way over here? To that one? Yeah. From where Vasha is? Yes. Okay. So yeah, I'm just gonna multi-attack some some gargoyles. It's more than 20. And 18. Hit. Okay. It's taking suspicion this is going to be the end of another gargoyle. 32 and 31. Yeah, so how do you kill this gargoyle? I only kill one gargoyle with both attacks. No, I guess the first hit would, would have taken him down, so yes, it would. the second one would have hit the other one. So you killed one and mortally wounded another. Named another. Uh, yeah, so I just charge in, and I just slash one from, uh, 
waist to shoulder. And then I come in and I lunge into it. Lovely. So now there's only uh, a couple gargoyles. There's three there. At that trebuchet now. Three, yeah. And Vasha, which makes things very complicated for them. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a hard time getting stuff done. That's for sure. So the other gargoyles at the other trebuchet... Okay. Leave the trebuchet and are going to fly over and try and attack Vasha. Vasha's going all out for vengeance. Nice. And one of them actually gets a critical hit on Vasha. Whoa. With their claw and does... Wait for it. Six points of damage Ouch. with that critical hit. Deep. <laughs> so that's very... Uh, it's a cardboard cut as opposed to a paper cut. All right. Numir follows suit. He charges over there. And swings a gargoyle. No, actually, lightning strikes the gargoyle. That are all in that yeah. area. Ooh. Okay. And disintegrates two of them. Okay. And then that uh, brings up Orlecto. I got a rocket at trebuchet. Uh, 17 plus 19 is probably a hit. It, it, it's not moving, so... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it dodges. <laughs> it's suddenly animated. The rumble underneath it has caused it to roll backwards. <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> you hate us, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, animated trebuchets! Oh, no. That'd be horrible. They could reload themselves. <laughs> Ideas. 22 points of damage. Nice. Shaldor? Shaldor's gonna run over. Does he have a, does he use his little lightning thing yet? Uh, yeah. He's gonna see if he feels electrified. Feels the power. I have he does. the power! So he, Shaldor, uh, man. He's feeling it. He's feeling the storm energy. He just stays where he is then. Zot! Zot's from afar. Love it. Good call. Oh, how many do you need? Twelve. D8? You gonna yep. zot the uh, gargoyles? Yeah. Do two solid rolls. Okay. I'll save us a little bit of a little bit of your brain time. 23, 24. <laughs> Aren't you glad these guys are on your side? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 50, 54. Wow, alright. 54. Uh, that takes care of two of those gargoyles. Easily. Actually, three, because one of them had taken some half damage. Beautiful. So, bravo. All right. Uh, the ones that had chased af- after Eobard have taken a look at what is going on around them <laughs> and have decided that it's in their best interest to get the hell out of Dawn. <laughs> Dragon love. <laughs> so, you notice they begin flying off into the desert. You disappeared, and they were just like, what the fuck? Where's your fucking <laughs> dragon left? Everybody well, else is dead. They looked around, right? They were like, well, we can't find him. And then they look in the amphitheater, and they're like, ooh. <laughs> I'm not ooh. flying into that, so um, I wasn't guess we'll just like, this way. Wasn't there 16 of us? <laughs> One, we started two, with 22, and two. now we're down to... Oh. Us <laughs> and two other guys. <laughs> um, what do you say we get out of here? Live to fight another day, I heard. Someone get a beer. (laughs) We can't go back to that amphitheater. (laughs) Eobard. I'm so far away, 
I just look at the hole, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is it just a hole going straight down? Yes, it is a uh, <coughs> large, dark hole in the center of the amphitheater. Pass. Okay. <laughs> Aspen. Uh, so actually, how far away are these dudes over here? Uh, the the dudes, the gargoyles? Two. Yeah. Uh, you would have to use your full movement to put them within range of your fireball. My fireball goes uh, to 240. Are they within 240? You'd have to use your full move. Okay. I'll use my full move and then That's cast firebolt over there. Mm-hmm. Preferably kind of finding a spot that isn't too, like, out in the open. Uh, so that's a ranged spell attack. Uh, 24. Hit. And then I do 10. 21 points of damage. Nicely done. To one of those dudes over by the trebuchet. All right. Hecaton tells Sheldor and Electo to tear down, begin tearing down the other trebuchet that has been unmanned. Kalik, you, where do you reappear? I reappear where I thought would be right behind them. Okay. Yeah, you see them making their way quite rapidly out into the desert. So they're, they're pretty clearly far away. fleeing. They are right now thirty feet away from away from you. Oh. Do you let them flee, or do you pursue? How far is it to get to there? From where you are, mm-hmm. um, that would be... Uh, 200? Yeah, that would be three full movements. I'll probably let them flee, because there's really no point to it. Make your way into the amphitheater where everyone else is? Yeah, so... You see, you see Aelbard and Hecaton standing in the middle of the amphitheater, and Aspen standing near them. I will uh, run towards Hecaton. Okay. Uh, and dash... So that gives me a hundred movement. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Vasha, there's two of these damn little gargoyles left. I'm ripping into them. Make sure you roll to see if your lightning has recharged. Uh, yeah, I guess I could lightning them. Well, you have to roll to see if it's recharged. I, n- I never used it. Yeah. Oh, you never used it? Well, yeah. Okay. DC 17 deck save. I just like rolling dice, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all a bunch of them. Roll that I damage. Do a bunch of math. Yeah, they take damage regardless. 12 to 8. And just for the record, they both fail. 56. Yes. Vasha, you zot them, disintegrate them both. Boom. Uh, yes, you are standing above, you're on the surface level of Imrith's lair in an old amphitheater that has been demolished and torn down and fallen to pieces. And Emerith has retreated underground with all of you, Hecaton and his guards, standing above the hole that leads down into Emerith's lair. So describe this hole. Literally just straight down sinkhole kind of. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it is approximately... 40 feet wide and 60 feet long. Uh, sidebar so that everybody remembers, we also have those potions of giant size. Oh, that's right. Um, but I'm going to yell up at Hecaton. Hey, what did you say about luring her out? This is the opposite of luring her out. The luring part is over. The hunting part has begun. I roll my eyes at giants. <laughs> who's... Plan B is always smash the thing. And with that, 
the giants jump down the hole. And you know that the hole is at least 40 feet deep because you do not see the top of their head. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently enough. Do you have a, a massive feather fall? Nope, I do not have feather fall. I have grease, the opposite of feather fall. The storm giants have feather fall. Well, if you are 40 feet tall, that's a lot shorter distance Yeah. down to the the floor of the underground. So I yell down at uh, Orletto. I say, here I come! And jump. You can fly. Are you saving your spell slots? Saving them. They're very precious. (laughs) So I'm going to try to wait until I'm uh, not feeling the feather fall happen. Okay. Uh, You see, uh, out of the darkness, a big blue hand kind of come up and pluck you out of your falling. (laughs) Woo! And uh, gently set you down on the ground. Kalik, Aspen. Jump right in. Okay. Alley-oop. <laughs> Alley-oop. All right. Uh, yes, you are all caught by giants and lowered carefully to the ground. Partition walls made of tight-fitting sandstone blocks support the ceiling of this chamber, which contains a 20-foot-high hill of sand. Twenty feet above the top of the mound is a gaping hole in the ceiling that leads outside. So we all hit this and kind of slid down with the giants? Mm -hmm. The hole lets in bright sunlight during the day, and you would imagine moonlight at night. Although the light doesn't extend beyond this room, all you see is darkness, doorways, and hallways that lead off from it. You do spy enormous tracks that seem to lead north, from which you can see torchlight flickering, and you hear some kind of chanting. I think these are dragon tracks. I look down to see if they look kind of like this. Like big lizard feet? Like sort of uh, <laughs> large weeby hunting dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I taste the dirt inside one, I'm like, oh, it's fresh. I think she was just here. <laughs> You can taste her sweat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think mm, there's a hint of fear. <laughs> I give a thumbs up to the giants. <laughs> hey, good job, guys. He's very scared. All right, Hecaton begins tromping off to the north. I think Aspen would probably try and uh, grab onto one of the giant's like pieces of clothing in some way so he can get a lift. Uh, because they probably move faster than he does by okay. a great margin. I also tell Malthus just to dart down the hall. Okay. And, and ahead. As he goes ahead, I grab him. Yeah. And then pull him back. And just go, no traps. One trap goes off. It's back in the pocket. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> no traps. I will not trap you, master. <laughs> All right, yeah, he darts off after Hecaton, and the giants begin moving. Either riding on a giant or walking at your own speed and keeping up, which I think only Kalik is able to do. Yeah, same speed. You make your way into a larger room. Two rows of sandstone pillars support the ceiling of this vast chamber. You can see that before the dragon claimed it as her own, this room was once some sort of temple belonging to a sect of Yanti mystics. Always with the Yanti. They gotta be snakes. 
Floor-to-ceiling piles of sand have been pushed up in three of the room's corners. At the north end of the room is an alabaster statue, carved to look like the head and neck of a giant demonic snake, erupting from a block of stone. The block is ten feet high, and the serpent is another ten feet taller still, with two gleaming eyes of polished obsidian. Its fanged mouth is open as it glares down at a twenty-foot diameter hole in the sandstone floor. Of a shaft that you can tell must be deep, because it has the sound of wind. Standing around the edge of the hole are three yanting Yanti purebloods, wearing desert robes, and six Yanti malisons. Two of the malisons have a human body with a snake head. Two have a human head and body with snakes for arms, and one has a human head and upper body with a serpentine lower body instead of legs. The Yanti chant a vile prayer, at the end of which one of the purebloods Leaps into the shaft to his death. They keep doing that. It's gonna take it. To, it's, we're just gonna wait this one. Out. <laughs> the dragon groupies are all. His <clears throat> sacrifice causes faint whispers <clears throat> to rise <throat> from the depths, <clears throat> speaking <clears throat> in a demonic. <clears throat> Is it infernal? Does <clears throat> anyone here know Abyssal? No. Uh, I don't think so. That seems a little out of my uh, wheelhouse. No, just primordial. Okay. It's a filthy language. I wouldn't, wouldn't let it touch my tongue. I drink my wine. Okay. <laughs> and I'll have a drink on that. I reach out. <laughs> lightly grab the container and just... I take it back. Oh. <laughs> you see one of the Yanti turn, and they see your party for the first time, standing in the doorway to this large room. Not seeming to care, the auntie says as though to no one, It's prophesied that you will defeat your enemies. Cool. Hope he's talking to us. <laughs> Drink again. Yeah. Initiative, please. <clears throat> I really want the first attack on this. <laughs> well, I don't have it. Yep. I'll pick that. Perfect. Okay, and what's standing around the circle? Well, standing on uh, the side of the circle towards you are the Yanti. And on the other side of the circle is the statue against the wall. How many? Yantis? Yantis, how many? Yeah. Eight. Eight, Eight Yantis. Ah, 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 ah. Oh. What's your passive perception, Aspen? Uh, my passive perception is 20. Uh, passive perception, Calic? 14. Passive perception, Aobard? That's a good question. E- 11. So, uh, and your initiative scores? Coming in. 8. Uh, 12. 13. Aspen? Yes. So you're not going first in the initiative order, but... Nope. You do see something. I see. A few blue scales move underneath one of the piles of sand in the uh, southeast corner of the room. And the pile of sand is quite large. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> probably about 40 feet high and 
about 60 feet wide. And how far away from us? Um, it's right next to where all of you are standing. Okay. The, the lowest part of the pile. Okay. Okay, so before I start the initiative order, are you going to say anything? At least a... <gasps> Takes a lot. Ooh. Takes a lot. Malthus. Piece of shit. He's looking for traps. Oh. Such <laughs> <laughs> a little garbage wreck here. <laughs> you said so traps. she's to our right. You believe that, yes, she is hiding in that very large pile of sand. Coincidentally, something blue and scaly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just so happens. Uh, so I just I just shout loud enough for to make sure it gets up to the giants. To the right! Okay. They'll go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know this one. Where's the windows? <laughs> <laughs> there is sweat. <laughs> I'm very nervous. I can feel it. <laughs> All right. To the right, you say. And as soon as you say that, a cloud of sand swirls into existence. It begins swirling around. You all find yourselves at the seeming center of this swirling mass of sand. I need everyone to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, the best. The best. Hey, 19. That's the best I'm ever going to get. 13. 15. Okay. Aelbard, Aspen, you, however, are not blind. Kalik, <laughs> uh, you are blind for one minute. And now, Aspen, mm-hmm. I need also a wisdom saving throw, please. Is this against magic? No. You said wisdom? Wisdom. <clears throat> uh, 12. You are frightened for a minute. What does frighten do again? A frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within line of sight. The creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. Because Emerith's gigantic maw. Just sand coming off of it. Raises up out of the sand. <laughs> like so. And she is going to take a swipe at the giant nearest her. Clever girl. Uh, okay, so first she's going to attempt to bite Nimmer, <laughs> and she succeeds. You got this. And uh, she takes a nice, healthy chunk out of Nimmer. You see a spray of giant blood as uh, she continues her attack with her claws. And she hits both times. All right. Nimmer has seen better days. Okay, it's Nimr's turn, and uh, he does the only thing that he knows to do, and that's to swing his uh, greatsword. And uh, he hits. Hecaton. Relishing this moment. Uh, steps forward and fires a thunderbolt. And uh, she's hit by it, and the blow from the thunder, which echoes through the entire structure, and you see the sandstone shake, and you see some of the pillars kind of wobble. Um, is almost like uh, some sort of sonic boom went off. And you see the sand <coughs> that uh, she was hiding in kind of just gets blown up into the, the air. You do the Hulk attack, but... 
essentially something of that nature. And you see the sand gets blown up in the air and it joins in with the sandstorm. Ah. Uh, Eobard. I <clears throat> reach over my shoulder and grab the disgusting foot. Okay. And I say, I start making this little like, clawing at the dragon motion with it. <laughs> Saying, oh, foot of disgusting. Remove this dragon's horrible defenses against lightning. As I think I remember was one of your effects. <laughs> As an action, you can point the claw at a dragon within 30 feet of you. So you obviously use your move to move mm-hmm. within 30 feet. Yep, I run up right behind uh, old Hexes. Okay. The dragon uh, must then uh, succeed a constitution saving throw or gain vulnerability to all damage types. Damn, that's a little more than I thought. I thought until, it was just the, like <clears throat> until the end of your next turn. Damn, this isn't what I thought it did. <laughs> I thought it just removed its lightning resistance. And you can use this three <clears throat> times before it must be recharged at the next dawn. So it's that, and then the thing I can set up like if I have eight hours in advance, right? Ship. Just those two effects. No, it has a third effect. What was the third effect? When While the claw is displayed on your person, you have resistance to the damage caused by any dragon's breath weapon. All right, so let's see uh, how... I really should have passed this off to you. How Emmerich does... I have lightning resistance. Oh. With her constitution save. I can ditch. Uh, air effects. That's All right. Slashing. Emrith makes her constitution save. Damn it! <laughs> Vasha. Vasha is going to cast lightning strike on the auntie. They are all running trying to find an exit. Okay, cool. Oh. Well, in that case... Uh, they want nice. nothing to do with anything that is going on right here. See, they're just slithering the hell out of, out of place. They're are running they, to the there east. Are there any rocks around? Well, there is some uh, rubble. You could pick up one of the sandstone blocks. Chuck it. I've already been playing Basha kind of reckless, so I guess uh, they will Charge up. Charge the No, they're going to take up uh, some stamp sandstone, like a big chunk of sandstone from where they are. and just Chuck it. Chuck <laughs> it. Oh, yep. Roll that rock toss. Probably not. 16. Uh, and it hits the wall, and again, the room shakes. Yeah, that's it. It's my yep. turn. Okay. Aspen. Uh, Aspen, I don't like that they're right next to each other. I don't have any time to think. Is going to... Well, I don't know you would have a lot of time to think anyway. <laughs> try and shoot Imrith. Well, so as a bonus action, I'm going to try and hide just behind all of these giants that are right here. But from my very low angle... Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and shoot Emmerich with my short bow. Okay, fire away. Um, I am going to fire one of my purple worm poisons. Oh, yeah. Get right in the tongue. <laughs> We're going to find out blue dragons are immune to poison. Yeah. Uh, 19? 19. That is a miss. Damn it. Oof. Um, and uh, she responds with swinging her tail at you. How? There's all these giants between her and me. All these columns. Well, and then maybe she'll hit a giant. Before she hits you. Well, and to get a clean shot at her, you couldn't stand behind the giant. You would have to. I'm small. He's right between the legs. Yeah. And they're standing extra big. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, who were you standing? Whose legs were you standing between? Hecatons? Uh, no, Hecatons way in the front. I'm probably actually behind Aelbard's uh, dude, Electo, in the back. Okay. Well, then uh, it looks like um, Vasha threw a rock. Mm-hmm. Hecaton. So it would be Nimer who's going to get the uh, tail action. The brunt of the tail. 
And he uh, buckles and falls to his knees, blood gushing from his side. Kallik, currently blinded. A blinded creature can't see and automatically fails any ability check that requires sight. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. Do dragons have an immunity to illusion? No, they, they just, just have really good saves. They're just, you know, <clears throat> particularly gifted. So 20 gallons of water appear. Okay. It's hard to have a sandstorm <laughs> when it's come up, it's come a slush storm. <clears throat> appear, um, basically. Okay. Right in front of me. Okay. I was just like, you make a castle? Okay. <laughs> 20 gallons of water pour over the sandstone. See some of it pouring through the cracks, some of it rolling across the top of the floor, washing dirt and dust. And you notice that there, uh, underneath some of the dirt and the dust and the sand, that there seems to be some kind of mosaic. Oh, pretty. Yeah, it's very, it's very pretty. This isn't the time to clean, Calic. What? Oh, sorry. Shaldor! I can't see you at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, is gonna throw a rock. Okay. Rips up a little rock around him. 28. Hit. For 27 points of damage. Nicely done. Nicely done. I threw a sandstone rock at it. Oh, that was your giant. My giant did, yes. Uh, She uh, swings her tail again at Nemer. Orlecto. Yeah, old Orlecto. He's the red one. Yeah. Slash. Slashing at the dragon. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, 26 and 27. Hit. And each of those hits does... 21. Woo! Woo! Whoa! Almost max damage there. Uh, 64, 74, 73, 72. 72. Mm-hmm. Well done. Electo might have taken uh, his own sweet time to get into melee, but boy. He was just like, when he showed up, he was ready. Around. He was sharpening his sword. Yeah, he was like, I'm <clears throat> Got this dragon. Okay. Uh, the ceiling above you, Eobar, gives way. Oh, no. And you see a whole bunch of the sand. Large stone, sandstone blocks and sand fall. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, yeah, it's one really good. Love <laughs> inspiration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're good at it. Let me hope. Uh, what a 14 do to chase my inspiration? I can't tell you. You have, right. to tell, you have to decide that for uh, yourself. 14. Ah, you find yourself buried. Oh, no. You are knocked prone and buried under a mound of sandstone blocks and sand. And you take uh, 16 points of damage from the stone. You're knocked prone and buried. The buried target is considered restrained and unable to breathe or stand up. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. Find all of our episodes on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. 
You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Tevya Schmidt, Chris Gergetsch, Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, and Amy Trout, along with all of our awesome patrons. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. And until next week, be the hero.